Welcome along then to 98 Not Out FM, uh, here on Phoenix FM. Don, how are you? I've got a special presenter with me this evening. Darren is away sunning himself and I've got the lovely Don Topley with me. Good evening, Brett. I'm uh, filling his boots, his rather large boots, and I'm sure they're tanned by the end of today. Excellent. Uh, so, loads of stuff going on. Don't forget, you're listening to us locally on 98 FM in the Brentwood area. If not, you can catch us via the internet, Phoenix FM, or just ask Alexa, apparently. You can say... Play Phoenix FM, and she will. She's very clever like that. We want you to join in with us. Don't forget, you can join us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just look out for 98 Not Out. Uh, what have we got going on? Obviously, I'm joined with Don in the studio tonight. Uh, tonight, we're going to be tackling the 100. I've done it a little bit on the first show. Um, Don's a very passionate fan of the 100, uh, so that's going to be a really good debate between me and you. I'm very passionate, not just about the 100. Well, your cake last week showed some passion, so... Uh, Thank you. We're looking for some more passion. Uh, we're also going to be starting our bar empties 11, the players that emptied bar for you. We're going to be tackling opening batsmen tonight. Tier of the week, of course, and lots more. But first off, as ever, we are going to be going with our results from the Shepherd Neem Essex Premier League, and it was Billericay who travelled to Bellas this week. Billericay winning the toss. They fielded first and bowled the host out for just 153. Max Osborne top scoring with 35 there and Andy Smith taking 4 for 19 with the ball. In reply, a fine 77 not out by opener Lee Knight. Saw Billericke win by 7 wickets with 10 overs to spare. Big win that. Yes, Buckhurst Hill hosted Chelmsford. The visitors winning the toss and batting in this one first up. They finished on 186 for 9 off their 50 overs. Matt Dixon, I think that's the Essex Max, Matt Dixon. And extras top scored with 32. In the reply, the hosts were 52 for 2 in 12 overs. And in a seemingly strong position, but Oliver Devonish with 3 for 40 and James Clifford. I think he's the veteran James Clifford, 3 for 28. Saw Chelmsford record a 45-run victory. Uh, Brentwood visited Chinkford, where the visitors won the toss and they chose the bat. Brentwood posting 2-1-4 for 5 off their 50 overs, largely due to Aaron West, 107 not out. Uh, in reply, Chinkford were quickly in trouble at 16 for 3, but a fine 88 from Ferozi Kushi with support of 59 from Peter McDermott so saw Chinkford win by five wickets. Interestingly, Nick Winter avoided Darren all week. Uh, he was back in the wickets with three wickets. So a lesson learned there for any local bowlers or any local players. If Darren comes to interview you, get out the way quickly. Ilford travelled to Hadley and Thundersley where they won the toss and batted first. Ilford were bowled out for 208 in the 50th over. Opener Akash Raji top scored with 65. In reply, the host cruised home with 12 overs to spare, largely due to a splendid knock of 80 not out by Antonio Greenwich. Now, I was looking if, he, if he's one of the Greenwich family, but I couldn't quite see the link. Uh, but he's West Indian, so there's very is likelihood his cousin or somewhere in well, there, I think. Well, can I just interrupt? Best wishes to Gordon Greenwich. He's actually in hospital. He's had some heart trouble, but hopefully he's on the mend and coming out today. Hopefully, indeed. Uh, Wanstead and Snaresbrook hosted Hornchurch, where the visitors won the toss and batted. However, Wanstead's Bradley de Villiers with 5 for 36 and Joe Ellis Scrolls 3 for 12 saw Hornchurch bundled out for just 111. And despite Billy Gordon's four wickets for the host, uh, for the wickets, the host cruised home in the 26 over. With that victory and with Brentwood's defeat, Wanstead moved to the top of the Premier League on 171 points, 12 ahead of Brentwood. 
Well, Feroz Kushi is the Premier League Player of the Week for his fine 88 to lead his team to a good victory over the leaders. Yeah, good knock that. I mean, they were in trouble 16 for three and Nick Winter in the form he's been in, they could have uh, easily rolled over there, but... Feroz well. is a very good cricketer. He, he's with Essex Twos, isn't he? And there, there is some talk he'll, uh, he'll be breaking through in the next year or so. I know they're... We'll touch more on Essex later, but there's, there's quite a few talented players kicking around, isn't there? The standard of league cl- club cricket is quite good, certainly at the top end. Indeed. Um, so into the first division, uh, Harold Wood won the local derby v Gidea Park. Fives and Aronians won their local derby v Loughton. Hutton had a great victory at South End opener. Vivian, Vivian Paver, ju- uh, 99, missed out on back-to-back league centuries there. Upminster had a huge 178-run win over Colchester, a fine 125 or just 107 balls from Shabazz Bat in that one. And finally, another disappointing day for Shenfield. They could only muster 122 at the Wells, and the hosts won by seven wickets with, with a massive 20 overs to spare. No doubt the worried about Roy Song got another airing after the skipper won the toss and batted. Monty Watch in this one saw him record another golden duck and but take one for 18 in his eight overs i've got a funny feeling that he's back-to-back golden ducks in the league for monte at the is moment it? yeah he's um uh, listen he's not known monte monte panasar is not known for his runs no he, he's definitely not in the side for his batting but bowling very well very economically he did bludgeon if you remember once against australia at cardiff where he i think it was graham swan saved the day remember that in a test match yeah wasn't it the first test match of that series that we won many many moons ago against australia australia at cardiff yeah, cardiff he hung around just at the end there and yeah and jimmy anderson jimmy as well anderson was there as well yeah so it does bring back some memories that one uh, this week's fixtures in the premier league buckhurst hill are playing ilford Chelmsford host Billericay, Chinkford play Bellas, Hadley host Hornchurch. Uh, the game of the day, though, and if you aren't going to um, Essex on Saturday, because Essex have obviously got the rearranged game, mm. uh, top of the table, Wanstead host second place Brentwood, and that could be a big thing to go into who wins the league. If uh, Wanstead win that one, they do take a big lead. Elsewhere in the first division, Hutton visit Gideon Park, Shenfield visit table topping Harold Wood. And the outer form Loughton host Colchester, South End take on fives, and Upminster uh, they host Woodford Wells. Good weekend of cricket, right? We're going to get some music done. Come and move that in my direction. So thankful for that, it's such a blessing, yeah. Turn every situation into heaven, yeah. Oh, you are My sunrise on the darkest day Got me feeling some kind of way Make me want to savor every moment Slowly, slowly You fit me, tailor me, love how you put it on Got the only key, know how to turn it on The way you nibble on my ear, the only words I want to hear Baby, take it slow so we can last long Tú eres el imán y yo soy el metal Me voy acercando y voy armando el plan Solo con pensarlo se acelera el pulso Oh yeah, ya, ya me está gustando más de lo normal Todos mis sentidos van pidiendo más Esto hay que tomarlo sin ningún apuro Despacito 
respiro Quiero respirar tu cuello despacito Deja que te diga cosas al oído Para que te perdes si no estás conmigo Despacito Quiero desnudarte a besos despacito Firmo en las paredes de tu laberinto Y hacer de tu cuerpo todo un manuscrito Pasito a pasito, suave, suavecito Nos vamos pegando poquito a poquito Y es que esa belleza es un rompecabezas Pero para montarlo aquí tengo la pieza, oye Despacito Quiero respirar tu cuello despacito Deja que te diga cosas al oído Para que te acuerdes si no estás conmigo Despacito Quiero desnudarte a besos despacito Firmo en las paredes de tu laberinto Y hacer de tu cuerpo todo un manuscrito This is how we do it down in Puerto Rico I just wanna hear you screaming Ay bendito I can go forever cuando esté contigo numbers one from a couple of years ago despacito so don um if you was listening in on the first show i had a little bit of a rant about the hundred and not really getting it and why it's there now i know from your twitter exchange with some people um and you've had a few you're quite a big fan of the hundred yeah i'm very open to change um listen first and foremost i was surprised by the hundred. I thought we were going to have the old pub league. I thought we were going to have 15 overs of eight ball. Loads and loads, thousands of people have played that over the years. Midweek, evening lead. I played and, it. And listen, I genuinely thought we were going to go down that route. And the currency, 120, whether it's six times 20, 20 overs of six like the T20 blast, or whether it's 15 times eight, it's still 120. So the 120 uh, currency becomes consistent. But they haven't. They've gone down this new, well, what was it, 14.6 or 100 balls new competition. Totally new throughout the world. Now, this is the bit I really don't get. Mm. 
Um, when T20 was introduced, I think 16 years ago, mm. sides played, club sides played T20 cricket in the evening. Mm. As you said, sides have played 15 eight ball overs. Eight ball Australian cricket was eight mm. ball overs. Correct. Sides played 15 eight ball overs. Mm. Nobody has ever played mm. this game. Mm. So why? Why? Why indeed? Like this okay. I just don't get. I don't have the total answer for that. But, Brett, importantly, Look, there may be people listening to this tonight, to us, that are relevant with cricket. It's part of their life. That's great. But there are so many... This Cricket isn't relevant in normal society today. There are less people playing it. We know clubs are, are dying. Clubs are folding. There are less people watching. There are less people becoming county members wherever. Essex are lucky, mind you. So are Somerset. But there are only 70,000 members in Britain that are county uh, members. For, that is mainly four-day cricket, though. It is, yeah. You've got to look at the numbers in T20, and okay. they've set record attendances for the last two seasons. Okay, I'm going to use three words. It's fun, it's successful, and it's popular, yeah? Happy with those? I I'm very happy but with those. with 18 teams... How many countries have 18 teams in their professional setup? Nobody else does. We have 18, and therefore the standard, uh, dare I say this, it's a sort of Gerald Ratner moment, the standard of the 18-team T20 blast is not as great as the IPL or the Big Bash. It's not at the world's top table. Uh, OK, you say that. I've watched a fair bit of IPL cricket. I've watched a fair bit of Big Bash cricket. Um, Sides are getting rolled out very quickly in those competitions. Their sides are hammering other sides. There's a lot of very average Indian players earning a lot of money in the IPL. They're nowhere near or any better than any county bowlers. Mm, that's interesting because I would challenge you on that. I would. My personal judgment and, uh, and professional opinion is with 18 teams over here, we have the best part of 400, maybe, all right, all right, 385 professional cricketers who might play in the T20 blast. The reality is with just eight teams, what we're going to do is we're going to have no 94 professional cricketers from England, around the England shores. That includes the odd Colback who qualifies. And then we're going to have 24 uh, overseas players. So each team will have three overseas players and the other 12 players in the squad will be all English qualified. Yeah, I mean, obviously... And the standard will in, be better. In theory, yes, the standard should become... What do you mean in theory? Well, <laughs> again, it's you're asking players to buy into something yeah. um, in terms of franchise cricket that the UK players have never really seen. There's only a few players that have played IPL cricket. Yeah. There's only a few that have gone over to play franchise cricket elsewhere. Surely everybody understands that the standard will increase. You're only yeah. going to have the best 96. You're not going to have the mediocre no. 300. You, You're going to only have the best 96 you, you, playing. Yes, but are these players, are these Essex players and these players of counties that are not affiliated or not playing at the big stadiums... Yep. You know, there is a yes. I guess there's a professional pride. They are playing. They're earning money, but deep down, it is the passion still that they have of playing for their home county. Is that passion yeah, still going to be there? Professionals, of course, they will be. They're professionals when they play for England Lions. When they play for uh, when they go on loan. So, are you saying that that Matt Coles, when he went on loan 
to Northampton, he's not going to so, bowl the, as well as he would as if he me, played for Essex. To me, Matt Cole's going on loan is a slightly different scenario. And there is a professional player who's not getting a game at Essex, who's gone somewhere to prove a point that he's good enough to play. If, you're pl- if you've gone from Essex to be picked in the 100, you're playing at a higher standard. You're going to be inspired. You're going to be playing in front of huge crowds in comparison. In comparison to the smaller county sides, the, well, the bigger county sides are going to be playing in front of the players, people that they or That's if the crowds come. I mean, we are presuming they are going to sell these games out. This hundred hasn't just been thought up on a whim and a prayer. What they've done, you've got to remember the background. Professional cricket in this country was at a crossroads, and it still is. Five counties out of the 18 nearly went to the wall, or should have gone to the wall in the last 10 years. Now, we probably, if they had gone out of business, we might not be having this conversation. But because we've had 18, because they, you know, but in 80 miles down the A1M1, you've got three counties. From Somerset to across to Wales and Gloucestershire, again, another 80-mile stretch, you've got three professional counties. How is it sustainable? Professional cricket is not sustainable in its present guise. Just remember, five counties should have gone to the wall. And, and completely understand how much the counties rely on money from ECB and the money coming in, that the money coming in is unreal. £1.3 billion mm. over five years it's a ridiculous amount of money. There is no doubt that the game needs the injection. In theory, if the ECB used the money correctly, no county should have debt anymore. Correct. Isn't that a good thing? It's a great thing if, and that's the word here, there's still too many ifs and buts and maybes. We still don't know... Well, we now actually know the, the names of the eight teams. That, that's been changed. We know one of the coaches. And not surprisingly, they're all at the test venues. Yeah, we, we knew that was always going to happen. Um, but we're still there's still some if, buts, and maybes. When is it going to be played? Or right. What, what days, what times? Do you think... I wouldn't worry about that just at the moment. Do you think the game is sustainable in its guys, present guys? It, is county cricket sustainable with 18 teams? It, it's very, very questionable. It, is, are people watching four-day cricket? The answer to that is no. They, you can look into why, though, people are not watching four-day cricket. The likes of Essex and Somerset, and I raise Somerset because they're a similar county to Essex, Listen, we get tremendous crowds to watch four-day cricket and one-day cricket, and so does Somerset. But the other teams like Gloucester, Glamorgan, you're talking Derbyshire, Northamptonshire, Leicestershire. Listen, it's not good. It's simply not good. I I completely and utterly agree with you on that front. But there's more than one reason to it, and money can't be the only reason we're not seeing people take up cricket because cricket isn't on the telly. That's part of the problem. It's not on free-to-air TV. The last time there was a free-to-air test match series was 2005. We've missed a whole generation, if not getting on for two generations of school children who have never seen cricket on TV. So then for our age group, we we miss free-to-air TV. I think... The kids, the kids do today work on Netflix or so, they do a lot of what, social media, so they catch up a lot on there. But I don't know how many kids, and I think there's a subtle difference between a, a cricketer and a boy playing cricket. I think they, the, the boys that play cricket don't always watch six hours of cricket. No, there, there is that problem of how 
counties aren't getting around people watching it now a lot of the counties are doing great work streaming four day games and they are also getting their streams to work in well with the uh, the BBC commentary teams Uh, that's a really good start at the moment there is still the problem it's from a fixed point camera either end so you are only seeing what goes on at the wicket um, which obviously does lack a bit of depth you are then reliant on the commentator and what a fantastic commentary team they have across um, the counties that the people that go to these games and do describe it really well um, but yeah it needs to be better it needs to, if they're going to start a streaming service you know can they make it better to get more people watching the question is have they now just missed the boat completely schools playing the cricket club now to, to get people to play cricket so we've kind of lost this whole generation I, I agree with you entirely less people playing game less people watching it independent schools which is not a benchmark but there's a high percentage of the professional cricketers amongst in our shires come from p- private schools the reality is Private schools are also being challenged with cricket. Be it the headmasters, the standard of schoolboy cricket has gone down. There is, there, there's, a, there, there's quite a few of these young, decent cricketers who are starting to play club cricket, not school cricket. They're on a scholarship at a school. Should they then get it if they don't play for the school? Listen, sc- independent schools are struggling too. So it's not just uh, um, public, uh, pri- um, what do you call it, local schools, it's public schools as well. So let's take it a step further. The 100 is going to be on free-to-air TV. We know that some of the games are going to be broadcast probably on the BBC by the sounds of things. So we're now going to have a generation of children that are watching 100-ball cricket. So it's not a game of cricket that their parents have played. It's not a game of cricket that the people at any local clubs have played. The only only league who are playing it is in the Birmingham League. They're trialling it. So, you know, it's going to be quite a new thing. is it going to get kids into wanting to play cricket? It, it may well do. My one fear is that the youngsters who are then coming up through the club ranks, the 13, 14, 15, 16 year olds, are going to look at this, are going to look at the amount of money that's going into this, mm. that isn't going into any of the other forms of cricket. And they're going to say to themselves, well, what do I want to play Red Bull cricket for? I can go and play this, I can go and get... And we don't know how much Whoa. the players are going to earn yet. We, no. That's the other thing. We still don't know what the players' contracts are. We still don't know budgets. But there is that danger, and they're seeing that danger in India now, and you've seen it elsewhere with West Indian players. They don't necessarily want to play test cricket because they can earn more money playing T20 cricket around the world. Correct. Um, I'm not going to say that's wrong, but that's today's market. T20's done that already. Don't blame the 100 for that. T20's done that already. White ball cricket, you can have a career. Take Tamal Mills. You can have a career as a T20 bowler playing in all these franchises all around the world almost every month. Yeah, and this is the problem of is it is a problem or is well, it just the way the, the, the animal's the, moving? The traditionalist will turn around and say Red Bull cricket is going to die and looking at the bigger picture, all the money will be going into white ball cricket and whilst the Red Bull cricket in yes. theory is going to get a percentage of this cut to keep going, yes. the question there will be for the counties of which of the counties, you know, is it suddenly going to be actually we're only going to have five or six professional counties playing Red Bull cricket because they can sustain it. Well, Brett, 
if we don't do something, if we simply bury our heads in the sands, cricket is not sustainable. And I think we've both, we've both no, actually no, gone, I, gone to that argument. I think we so, can agree there. Right. So what they're doing, they're saying, listen, this, there is a possibility that this new competition, we've both said we were surprised by the 100 ball. We both thought it would be 58 ball, which is the currency of 120 balls, same as T20. But it's not. They want less teams. They want a better product. But... They, at the same time, they are safeguarding all 18 counties for the future, which includes Red Bull, which is fantastic. It's an opportunity. See, I like to turn this on its head. Everyone want, wants to slag it off, mainly because they want to remain in the 1980s with more Red Bull cricket, with championship games, three or four day, whatever. They just want to see and have their old-fashioned views of cricket. I, 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 I argued, moved on. I've we, argued with you. I think we play too much cricket ah. in here, in the counties as they stand. I would much rather see three teams of uh, three divisions of six in county cricket and a bit less but better quality red ball cricket played interestingly um, i think the red ball cricket played uh, currently which is the first division has eight the second division has 10 but the first division has eight teams they play 14 fixtures and every single fixture is hard fought and the standard is top draw. I actually believe our Division 1, I'm not saying Division 2, Division 1 is of a very, very high standard. It is. It's certainly very, very tough. The, the difference between the two divisions is very, very marked. I think you've seen now when sides are going down, that they, they are struggling to just come straight back up and those that are a bit stronger that have come through can actually do very well. Um, we almost have three divisions. I think I've said to you this before. There's Division 1, which is very strong. There's the top end of Division 2, which is sort of the yo-yo to counties who flirt between both. And then you have the Division 3, which we, we seem to, th these days, they, they don't do so well in four-day but they are competitive in white ball. So we have almost a Division 3 which concentrate on white ball. So when you talk about the 18 counties again, we, we, we don't like to admit it, but we know the standard is not as good as what it should be. Now, so let's round up with a couple of bits of news from the 100. Uh, first off, we now know the name of the eighth team. The yes. The, the Oval Invincibles. So the two London teams, London Spirit, which allegedly is going to be run by Shane Hawthorne, and the Oval Invincibles, which allegedly might be Ricky Ponting. I think they've missed a trick not saying that the Oval Teen is there. The Oval Teen. Great, great or, marketing. Or play. the gas holders, the London yeah, gas holders. It, you know, it, it'll, be, um, it'll be interesting to see who they bring in, because obviously we've had our first co uh, coach named as well, and Simon Cattage is taking over as the Manchester Originals. Should be the Manchester Drips, because it rains up there. Well, uh, you know, Manchester Originals, very, um, very Original. oasis and very uh, yeah. a, a super cool and all yeah. that sort of stuff, do, do, isn't it? Do you think a few pop stars might be involved in this? In the, in the... I mean, they're obviously going to make it events. They're going to have the pop music. I mean, if you watch now, you go, you go to an NFL game, you go to um, even going to Spurs in the new stadium. Um, it's very, very well presented. It's a very slick presentation. Um, if you actually go to any of the World Cup games, 
Um, I know the people who do the music on the ground. Um, Kev is a great guy who works with Sky. Um, it's a very well presented product. They, they've mm. got the cricket or when you're at the ground. The music's fantastic. It builds up great. It, it builds the atmosphere. It, it, it is very, very good on that front. The 100 will be an entirely different animal compared to what we all know as the T20 Blast. At the moment, when we go to a T20 at Chelmsford, it's packed with adults, beer-swilling adults, who enjoy the pint. It's almost like, almost like a stag fest. Um, you know, that that is one of the downsides. It's successful. It brings in an amazing income. But we've got to remember the T20 Blast with all 18 is fun, successful and popular, but it's not of the biggest standard. So we, what, what the 100 wants to do is improve on the standard and the experience. It's going to be an entirely different animal. And bring in an entirely new customer base along with it, which it is, is it, that's going to be the, the real telling point where this will be next year, is when it's live, is how many of these grounds have they sold out without having to give the tickets away on really cheap deals. That that will be, I think, I think the real acid test. Don't forget Chelmsford's, uh, they're very, they're, Essex County Creek Club are very happy to to have 6,500 of adults. I don't think they get 6,500 anymore. I think it's nearer 4,500 well, these days. Well, they get good crowds yeah. still on a Friday night. Uh, it, and, and listen, you know, we know what kind of an evening. It's fantastic entertainment. But this new event, yes, they do want to target. And, and not being funny, Essex are very happy and the people are prepared to pay 31 quid a ticket, whatever it is. For the 100 with families you might find it's 40 quid, 50 quid for the whole family. It's probably going to have to be to, to start off with to get people in. Don, enough on the 100. Let's get a bit of music and then we'll start moving on to uh, Essex and other things. Back to life, back to reality. Back to life, back to reality.
Of course, there featuring Karen Wheeler and Back to Life. Uh, so don't forget, you can join in with the chat. Give us your point of view as well. We are at 98 Not Out on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram as well. We have just put up on our Facebook page a picture of where Darren is. Darren is listening whilst on holiday. I think we've just had notice that he's moved his factor level from 30 down to 20. I can't believe Darren needs any factor with, at all. With a little rum and coke, probably from St Nicholas Abbey. I can imagine Darren's already, um, already very, very merry, knowing Darren. He won't have bought them. No, and well fed as well. Oh, very nice restaurant there. Very, very, very well fed. Okay, let's move on to Essex. Brilliant. Another great win. Oh. Another great win. As, you know, Yorkshire obviously fancied their chances. Um, I've got to say, uh, it's confusing me how the opposition are deciding to play Essex at the moment because they are clearly so worried about the bowling attack and especially Simon Harmer. They just don't know whether to stick or twist. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. But I, I don't think Essex are worried about the opposition. The, the opposition might worry about Essex. Now, that's an interesting psychological uh, asset or attribute to have. Not always the most positive when you're always worrying about what the opposition are doing. I think Essex are really worrying about just how they perform themselves and they've performed brilliantly. What, four wins on the trot? I think the boys are yeah, full of confidence. They, 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 they've Absolutely turned it around from, right. you know, not a great start to the season. They've then had a very poor Royal London One Day Cup, but by their own admission. Um, but they've come out, they've got themselves together and they've come out and they're absolutely firing at the moment. And they believe they can be anybody at any time, anywhere you like. Um, it doesn't matter whether we're home or away, they, they, these guys are full of confidence at the moment and their self-belief self is flying um, high. But, you know, you watch the last game, Knott's decided to try and just blunt Simon Harmer out, 35 overs, I think he both took five for 34 or something. Um, did you see much of the Yorkshire's first innings? Because it was crazy. Yeah, um, listen, they, yeah. I'm not, they got themselves in a bit of a bunker at times, but I just feel that Essex, as you just said, they can, they, they feel like they can bowl at anybody and they're prepared to bat. And some of the other lads are starting to contribute with runs. Notably, last week, Ravi wasn't playing. It was a bit poorly, wasn't it? No, Ravi wasn't very well at all. Yeah, um, so, Rishi so, came in. So we were short of his skills, and he's had not a bad season at all, Ravi. So, listen, Essex are full of confidence. The, 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 listen, they're going to be playing Warwickshire next, who hung on. They've showed a little bit of resilience. Probably one of the favourites to go down at the beginning of the season. But they're sort of just lying below mid-table. They've come back well, Warwickshire, from oh, the position they were in. They fought hard against yeah. uh, Hampshire last week. So Essex won't have it their way, but all they're going to worry about is putting the ball in the right area. Harmer as well, when he comes on to bowl his spinners, he'll have men round the bat because he bowls so accurately. And when you have men round the bat, maybe at silly point on the leg side, maybe even leg, leg slip as well. When you have three or four round the bat, it creates pressure for that batsman when he's facing Harmer. The, the other side doing well, Somerset, and a lot of the other counties will point to the pitches at Chelmsford yeah. and down at Taunton and say, oh, they're too bowler-friendly. Result pitches, yeah. But, are they? Are they just competitive wickets where, you know, you're not just watching people run up 500 v 500 and 
bowlers are coming in and just thinking to himself, I'm not going to break my back on this one, there's no point. People don't realise there's a little slope at Chelmsford and sometimes you can work with that. Not as pronounced as at Lord's, but there is a little one. So sometimes the ball will go back down the slope and it just helps it not being entirely flat. I think runs have been a premium at Chelmsford. I think the batsmen have realised that and maybe the bowlers. But um, listen, it's fantastic. It doesn't matter what they're playing on because they went to Nottingham, uh, to Trent Bridge, and performed very well there on a very flat batting wicket. Yeah, I mean, here's, I think here's the thing that Essex will point to. You know, it's not the flattest of batting tracks, but actually if you dig in, you can get a score. You're not going to score at four, four and over as you do elsewhere. You, you know you've got to dig in. You know you've got to fight for your runs. But surely that's what batsmen should be doing. There's this new ball with less pronounced seam. They've attempted to make it even easier for the batsmen. They, they, they seem to think that, oh, the ball's not right. Yet they're using that ball in the ashes. They're using the ball from last season in the ashes because yeah. they want it to do a bit. And yes. their, their thinking is, or the ECB's thinking seems to be that this ball won't do as much. But the better bowlers, and I think Essex and Somerset have probably got two of the best bowling attacks in the country anyway, mm -hmm. the better bowlers are showing that actually it doesn't matter what the ball does, they can bowl very, very accurately and very, very well with it. I think you're right, but one thing stares out at me. In order to be a good county side, i.e. to win games and be at the top of the championships, whether, you know, whatever division you're in, you need a very good spinner. Somerset have one, one They've and a half two. decent spinners, but Essex have got the best spinner in the entire country. Just talking of Somerset's two spinners and um, Leach and Best, they both, you know, both been knocking on England's door as such, mm -hmm. both played. Um, Don Bess has just signed for Yorkshire for the T20 campaign. Because yeah, he knows he won't get a game. He doesn't play in their in their white ball team. What, it just seems so, so strange is that, you know, he's a very, very good player. He's capable back and ball and he can't get a game. And it'd be interesting to see if Adil Rashid comes back from England, plays for Yorkshire as a spinner because he's a fantastic white ball spinner. Well, I mean, it's I think looking at it, he signed for the first 10 games. So it looks like obviously they're going to play him and then maybe he's keep him on if he, they, I mean, they well, are to Adil Rashid has had a in, uh, shoulder injury. I, I, Whether that... I mean, he bowled beautifully today. He probably bowled today at Edgebaston in the World Cup semi-final. He bowled better today than any of the previous... Um, how many games have we played? Ten games, yeah, nine games? superb today. I mean, I don't think he'll be... I think he'll be playing in the Ashes anyway, so I think... Do you? I'm yeah. not sure. Do you not think he'll... No, I don't know if... I don't know. I think they will per perhaps go with Moen Ali uh, yeah, for the Ashes. It could, you know, it, it's one of those ones it could go either way. I mean, it'll be an interesting... Obviously, Jimmy and Stuart Broad will be back. Um, it'll be interesting to see yeah, who else is in and around. Is, yeah, uh, I've, 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 I'm hearing a rumour, if you want a little... Uh, um, don't put any money on this, but a little rumour that Anderson, subject to fitness because he's not playing for Lancashire, he's got a calf injury. Anderson... Wokes, Wood, and Stokes, and that leaves Archer and Broad to come in. They will. Don't forget these Ashes series are back to back, so yeah. they will come in. They will be needed, but Archer after this World Cup might need a rest. Yeah, it'll be an interesting one. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see who, who, where they go, and who does what with you. Let's let's touch on the World Cup. I mean. On Sunday, there'll be a few tickets on the exchange available now. I've had a little look. 
There's nothing cheaper than a grand a ticket. You know, I think Darren could probably send us, looking at where Darren's staying, he probably could send us to Lords and a bit of a... I can't a, believe we're in the World Cup final and he's in Barbados. Well, he's one of the most passionate cricket supporters. He's not playing he that very well. He clearly is under the thumb. He's not playing that very well at all, is he? So he's poor effort from Darren. Do you want to know where I am? Where are you going to be Sunday? Don't laugh. Don't laugh, please. In Sunday evening, I'm at a concert. I won a concert, but I let the missus choose. We're going to watch Rick Astley. Oh. Well, actually, to be fair, he's actually quite entertaining, so, um, you know, it should, it should I hope, be... I hope Rick Astley likes cricket. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you know, hopefully he gets... Well, what time you got to leave for you? You're going to miss the... Uh... Well, we've got a barbecue at about up past four or five o'clock. Yeah, it's not a great play. It's a great day of sport. Wimbledon final, it British is. Grand Prix. The Open's about to start. They've planned it very, very well again, haven't they? And these... long may the decent weather stay with us. Ah, it's been nice. It's been nice indeed. Um, great win for New Zealand. Wasn't it? Didn't we see two fantastic bits of fielding? Guptill with that match-changing oh. run-out and then Butler's run-out today. Indeed. Uh, the catch, though, as well, from Nisham. Yeah, Nisham. What a catch that was. That We've was seen sick. some marvellous... Hasn't catching not not just gone on a level but isn't there a high standard oh, we've seen some amazing actually of catching seen some we've seen, seen some amazing ones and you watch Nisham about seven overs later get one chip to him at midwick and put it down, put it, down. Well, it just shows Stokes you is earlier in the tournament oh the one handy yeah but he, hey? as he'll tell you he was in the wrong place he was daydreaming and suddenly oh hold on a minute i've got to try and catch this he moves there. To, 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 for those two semi-final sides, England and uh, successful ones, England and New Zealand, to have those moments of brilliance with those runouts, I just it just excites me. Does it does it hang a bit of a, a, a sort of a question mark over um, the Indian side in terms of as soon as that ball started swinging mm. and seeming under pressure, they just fouled. I mean, Virat Kohli for a, a, what a great player Virat Kohli is. Um, I think there's only one person in international cricket with a better lifetime average than Virat mm. Kohli. Oh, he's probably the world's best batsman, but uh, listen, it was down to hit Rohit, Sharma yeah. and him, but they've done it regularly throughout the tournament, but the rest of the Indian players probably haven't come to the party as much, <laughs> and that's where they've been let down. Virat, I don't think, has scored a 50 in knockout stages of a World Cup. And that's mm. his third one now. Mm. He's played in, I think, quarterfinal, semifinal, final, quarterfinal, semifinal, and now the semifinal. And I don't think he's passed 50 once in those mm. innings. So, you know. Can, I, can I be controversial? Go on. I think it was an incredibly popular win, New Zealand over India. Um, yeah, I, th I think there's uh, there's always, whenever the big one of the big favourites lose, I think it's always popular with all the other sides, isn't it? Mm. Fantastic World Cup. It'll be mem memorable because of a bit of the, the dampness early. You know, the, the other subcontinent sides like Sri Lanka still, I mean, they put an official complaint in about being sent down in the West when it was wet. But once we've got past that, it's been a good World Cup. Been and England are in the final. It's going to be great. Right, let's get some more music. Uh, we're going back quite a few years for this one, but I'm sure you'll remember it, Don. <laughs>
mixture there, of course, and Baby Jane. Right, first up, Don, in our last section, Tea of the Week. It's nice to see other people talking about cricket teas as well and uh, following on from our lead. And it's always very important, cricket teas. Uh, big shout out to Hutton for their brilliant spread this week. They are our Tea of the Week. Well done, Hutton. Now, come on, guys. We want loads of pictures this week of your Tea of the Week. Good or bad? There were rumours of one or two bad teas around. Do you know her, Kate? That was my least favourite. I can't mention any names, but one club did come in for a bit of criticism and Ooh. we aren't going to name them about their standard of tea, but, you know, these things happen and hopefully we'll see a few good and a few bad teas. Just tweet them into us, Instagram them into us, send them to our Facebook page. We want to see where, you, where you've been, what you've been eating. Do um, you take the crusts off your cucumber sandwiches? No, I, I leave the crusts on. I'm, I'm very much a, a crust-on man. Maybe I don't always... On really hot days, I don't eat the crust. I've got to be honest, I can, I can leave the crust Is on the plate. Is Battenberg cake still popular? I'm not sure. Uh, I think people like... that. The nice homemade cakes are always a winner over shop. Yeah. Shop cake. If you've, Sausage rolls, heated or cold? I, I, I like... Sausage, I like the sort of savoury sausage rolls with a bit of pickle or stuff like that in them. So I'm mm. hot or cold, I don't mind, but I'm not sure hot teas this time of the year is what cricketers want. Earl Grey, or do we go for rooibos, South African I think tea? That, I think we're very much standard tea in this day breakfast and age. Tea. Yeah, no, it's just a simple breakfast tea. There's one or two clubs, posh clubs that have... I'm, I'm sure there is, it's always... Special, a speciality tea. Sorry, it's nice. So, new feature for us, we are going to talk a bar empty as 11. So we're going to pick over the next few weeks the 11 players... Uh, who would we have in our team who would empty a bar? So they are the sort of player out in the middle. People would just come out the bar because they wanted to watch them. And we get the honour this week of starting with the openers. Gosh, there are a few. There, there, there's a few out there. Do, do, do you know there's some from yesteryear as well? Well, can obviously I, you've been... Can I give you a really old one? You, you've been a bit older than me, Don. You, you can do. And I, yes, re please respect your elders. Uh, there is an older one down on, uh, I used to bat for Northamptonshire. He tragically had a, a bad car crash and he lost an eye and he tried to come back and play with one eye. Struggled, he didn't. And he's sadly no longer with us, but Colin Milburn, for those that remember him, he was ahead of his time. He used to empty bars, people loved him. He was basically a T20 player back in the 60s. Wonderful man, and he actually worked at Clacton in the old Butlins holiday camps years ago with people like Martin Peters, okay. Jeff Hurst, when they used to do those sports weeks. But so I'm gonna nominate Colin Milburn. Played for England? So the first person I'd always go and watch was Graham Gooch. Was as soon as Graham Gooch was batting, I wanted to watch it. Now, was Gucci the most entertaining batsman? Possibly not at first, but certainly towards the late 80s and the early 90s of his career, he'd become a great player of just hitting the ball, especially in one-day cricket. He was great to watch um, in the John Player League stuff and things like that. So, you know... I would agree. I used to come off the field, having played with him all my career, I would say to you, Brett, that I probably wouldn't go and have a shower. I'd take my boots off, but I would go out and watch him straight away. Graham Gooch was very watchable. He was a brilliant player. So I would agree with that. Now, I'm, I've got... I'm going to go with a modern-day cricket. I've gone with one old. I'm now the modern one. You ready? Jason Roy. He's, he's been superb of late. He's, he's been absolutely superb, I think, at the moment. I heard a stat earlier this year. He's averaging over 80, a strike rate of 120 or something. He's, he's in the form of his life, isn't he? And he's great to watch. I, I'm, I'm in a difficult one with 
Do you're going to bring up another name in a minute? I haven't brought up Gail yet. He would be considered. Chris so, Gale's got to be up there, hasn't he? So I mean, would Jason he's Roy. Just box office Chris Gale. You just never quite know what's coming with him, no. whether he's going to go out and just try and dab it around for 20 minutes and then start hitting. He's or done it, though, hasn't he? If it, he's in years. the mood, Chris Gale is just so destructive. Done it for years. Oh, without that. I mean, there, there's some others in there. Matty Hayden, Australian yeah. Matty Hayden. Verinda Saywag. So again, one of these players, well, all these players have sort of followed on in the pinch hitter role from Sri Lanka, 1996. And that was when we suddenly saw a pinch hitter yeah. in, in one day cricket. No yeah, one had really yeah. seen that before. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Jairusia come along, I was terrible with his name, I'm gonna get it wrong, everything. Janasaria, yeah, Janus he was left-handed for Sri Lanka. And he was instrumental in helping them win the World Cup it, in the West Indies. Everyone was playing this dibby-dabby cricket, wasn't yeah. they? Like, knock it around for 30, 40. Out he came and he just smashed it. He did. He just didn't care. He went out he and he did. absolutely just smashed Can it. Can I mention another couple of lads who, who smashed it that, that we, we decided they couldn't be included, but they did open. The reason we don't include them is because they actually learnt their proper trades. One is Ian Botham. He opened the batting for England in the World he Cup did. 92 with success. He did, but he wouldn't be remembered for being and an opener, really, he? did it he? for Worcestershire as an opener. But he's more known as an all-rounder. But he did open. And the other one is also an all-rounder. An all-rounder as in a wicketkeeper. Adam Gilchrist. But again, didn't open loads for Australia, did he? He normally came in further down the order. So he will definitely be in our wicketkeeper when we do our wicketkeeper selection. And I'm sure Beefy will be in the all-rounder section as well, a bit further down the line. I'm going to chuck in a couple of older names. Because they were an opening partnership you'd want to watch. Yes. Greenwich and Haynes. Oh, wonderful. What, What players they were. If you ever had... To, if you had to name a partnership that is of world quality, successful, did it for years, it would be the greatest. I mean, it, I mean, Trescothic did for many years, and he had a few different partners. Another Peter white ball and another Red name ball. you could yeah, put in there. But probably Greenwich and Haynes would be the number one cricketing partnership. They, they were a fantastic opening partnership, weren't they? They were brilliant. I one mean, could drive, one cut. One like the hook. I mean, they were just marvellous all-round players. There's, I mean, there's also been some other great openers as well. I mean, obviously, Boycott, what a great opener. But people would go and watch Boycott. They would. Just, they, the strike rate might not be so high. But just for the fascination of how he played bowlers and how he made bowlers bowl to him the way he wanted them to bowl, not where they wanted to bowl. Graham Smith, the South African. Another, another great... He used to love playing England. Oh. Did, didn't he? He got... Two or three double hundreds against England. Got dropped in by Nasty and not, not a lot, did. and he went on to get a big score there. He did. He, did. Yeah, he loved that summer. I think he had a great summer here, didn't he, where he just sort of batted and batted. And of course, uh, we're going to have another question in the coming weeks. We've mentioned him. You know, is he a bar? Will, will emptier? Jason Roy, will he open the batting for England in the test matches? He, he, he very much could do, couldn't he? I mean, he another name we've missed the great Indian, great Indian opener, Sunil Gavaskar. Yeah, right now, am I right in saying in the very first World Cup? 
he batted all 60 overs for 50... <laughs> 30-odd, wasn't it? 50 or 30. It wasn't a lot of runs, was yeah. it? it was, you know, paint dried more yeah. quicker. <laughs> but again, what a great over. And people would, you know, as he got on in his career, people would want to watch him. He was a marvellous player. So, Don, in, in the same In the same bracket, Jeffrey Boycott. Don, it's not going to be for us to decide. We're going to have our listeners... We're going to put the votes out on Facebook and Twitter, but we're going to name four... Are we, right? We, we, we're going to name four. So we're going to have to pick four, and then I'm they're going to pick with, two from there. I'm going to... First one's going to be Colin Milburn. Fair enough. Um, I'm going to go pure entertainment, Chris Gow. Are you? Yeah. I will then go with Graham Gooch. Graham Gooch. I've now got to go probably for a more modern player. And I, for me, I think it's going to be the player that revolutionised opening the batting in one-day cricket. And I'm probably still going to get his name wrong. This is where we could have done with Naz tonight. But Sunny Sunny Jaya Saria, he, he that 1996 World Cup, that changed, that started the change of the players that we see now, the Jason Roys, the Chris Gowles, they, they, they are based on what he done. He revolutionised 50 over cricket. That, that World Cup was... He was absolutely sensational. So they are the four names that we're going to go on. We're going to put it out on our Twitter feed. We're going to put it out on our Facebook feed. We're going to let people decide. And next week... You're the not middle here, order, the middle order. You're not order. here next week. I'll be doing the middle order with... Simon Ward is joining us next week. Simon uh, works for me at Essex Cricket on our T20 nights. He's man on the mic. He's very well known for his rugby stuff, is Simon. Is he? So he's joining us next week, because I, I know you're not here, but you're back in a couple of weeks as... Darren, Darren, I think, is away for, what, three weeks, isn't he? he is. That's if he comes back. Well, you know, I mean, he may just sort of overeat Darren the, the, the way he's away and he gets sort of weighted down on the plane and they'll put him down as excess baggage. He won't be able to afford himself break. <laughs> <laughs> he could, uh, they could look at him and say, no, you're Wishing him a lovely holiday. I'm sure he's going to enjoy himself very, very much indeed. Don, come on, World Cup final prediction. England. Very much, eh? Oh, Yes. Hey, they've got momentum. They've played brilliantly again. I think New Zealand will be far more nervous of England than England are of New Zealand. I'm very much with you on that one. It should be a great game. Don, thanks for joining us here Pleasure. on 98 Not Out. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. For everyone else out there, play straight, play great. I'll be back next week. <laughs>